So I want to begin this episode giving the respect to those tribes in which the land I speak from. This is your hostess, Indy41, also known as You Aniha Win. And I am speaking to you from the lands of the Lakota, the Winnebago, the Ponca, the Omaha, the Cheyenne, and Sox and Fox tribes. This episode is dedicated to the boarding school babies. Secretary for Interior, Deb Hanglin, just released a report about the discovery so far. The land in which I speak from, they have identified one so far. They say are federally funded, and that is the Genoa. Presidential Boarding School in Genoa, Nebraska. However, the report stated there are eight eight of them relatives I want relatives To remember how resilient, how resistant, how we remain. This is going to be heavy. I know it. But we already knew this. So let's go ahead and let's get into this, relatives. This is Intertribal Radio. Power our activism. With your host is Indy41. My co-host today is my granddaughter, India Joy Wright, and she has something to say. Our grabs matter. My life matter.
my life matters. You heard it there, relatives. Our lives matter. My life matters. We matter. We are First Nation.
Welcome, relatives. This is another episode of Intertribal Radio's Indigenous Power Hour Activism. And today, relatives, we've got to continue that talk. That First Nation walk and talk. Yesterday, today, tomorrow, we are First Nation relatives, and I, I am asking you to get them prayers up, get all, all the smoke up, cedar sage, tobacco, sweetgrass, all of them. Get those prayers up, relative. In the news today, the Interior Secretary, Secretary for Interior, Deb Halen, They gave the number of found federally funded boarding schools, right? Four and eight federally funded and another 89 that were not federally funded, so privately funded. They operated in 37 states, South Dakota, Oklahoma, Arizona, New Mexico. I mean, we're talking over 37 states within what they refer to as the United States of America. That that's what they're saying that they were able to uh, identify. So, well, it says we are talking from a time span of eighteen nineteen to nineteen sixty nine. Are you hearing me, relatives? They were militarized, 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 <laughs> militarized, however you say that one, you know, you know what I'm saying. They had a curriculum or a, a way of, um, Handling, we're talking tens of thousands of indigenous babies. Do you understand what I'm saying? Allies, 
non-allies. Tens of thousands that never made it home. So just imagine how what the real numbers are of the children that they handled. That they forcefully took from mothers and fathers and families and tribes. Forcefully took babies. First Nation walk and talk here and this is something I need my relatives to keep in mind. Our ancestors pushed those babies up. And in this time that we've been looking for them, remember they've been in Unsi Makas. Embrace. Don't forget that. Remember they've been with Grandmother, I've been with mother. She's kept them. She's kept them together. She's kept them. Remember that. They've been in her embrace this entire time. I know they were torn from the embrace of their mothers, their grandmothers, their family, their fathers. I know of the many parents who lost their lives because they refused to let their babies go. And yes, I think about, I think about my own grandmother, you know, she was a survivor of St. Francis boarding school. is one of the many genocide against First Nation. I found a census with my grandmother at the age seven. You want their idea of residential boarding school was at St. Francis. They had my grandmother, seven years old, working in the cotton mill. Right? So let's take it back to the beginning, okay? Beginning with the Indian Civilization Act Fund, March 3rd, 1819, right?
all the way into the peace policy of 1869. This place here, now referred to as the United States, in concert with and at the urging of several denominations of the Christian church, adopted an Indian boarding school policy, which expressly intended to implement cultural genocide through the removal and reprogramming of indigenous here and what they refer to as, you know, Alaska. Indigenous children to accomplish the systematic destruction of native cultures and communities, traditions, spiritual practices, language, right, way of life. The stated purpose of this policy was to kill the Indian, and save the man. So, really, beginning 1819. Clear through 1969. Clear until present day. Okay? As of 2020, there were still 73. Still in operation. Off-res, let me note that, off-res, okay? With 15 still boarding students. We are talking about babies. Indigenous babies. First Nation babies. How many others? sent their children to school. i never seen their kids again. Imagine that. Imagine, allies. Imagine colonizers sending your babies to school and they never returning home. Imagine that. Somebody came into your home, right? Came into your place where you call home and forcibly removed your babies. Right? And if you didn't give them up, they killed many parents as well as the children too. If any fight was put up. Do you know how many relatives posted up camp outside them boarding schools? Many. Many did. So, you know. Oh, my goodness. Are we first nation walk and talk relatives, right? So these 
federally operated and church, okay? Catholic, Protestant. Here's one for you. <laughs> My grandmother, who I just spoke on, um, I don't know how many of you relatives uh, know, but many of my Lakota relatives <laughs> that attended St. Francis were taught. Imagine this. So my understanding, it was owned by um, the Methodists. Taught or ran by Catholics, right? Ran by Catholics, my fault. But they were taught um, a Mormon spiritual path. So many of the relatives um, that attended there um, are Mormon. If you ever wonder why, you know. Oh, my goodness. So these these babies of ours forcibly removed, taken to schools very far away, where they were punished for speaking their language. Absolutely zero tolerance for acting in any way that might be seen to represent traditional cultural practices. They cut their hair. Took every everything personal. Every personal belonging, including name, including spirit, including Burning them, beating them, sexually abusing them. About the spiritual abuse, the neglect. Absolutely fucking tortured. So by 1926, nearly 83% of indigenous school-age children were attending boarding schools. So these boarding schools this was the first Indian child welfare policy in the United States. So, kill the Indian, save the man, right? Education for extinction, right?
that whole thought that uh, we are all afforded the same opportunities is a motherfucking lie, and don't you ever believe it. A lot of us will get caught up in that foot race, right? Compare ourselves to colonizers, children, you know, because they drill that into our head that we are all afforded the same opportunities, but I pay. I don't even beg to differ. I will tell you different. How many of how many of their children have to have the responsibility that our children had or have? Or our mothers, or our fathers, or our families, or our our communities. You know, you thought kind of got it, right, with this eminent domain, right? But again, <laughs> no one owns the land. Not us as indigenous and not colonizers. However, First Nation people, First Nation we belong to the land. We are the protectors of the land. Patriot. Patriarch. The only result is casualties. That's all. That's the only result that their patriarchal society creates casualties. Which is no threat to the matriarch. None. And I want you to remember that, relatives, again. We've known these stories. We've known them. We've known them. We've known them. And right now. Right now, we need to prepare to receive these babies of ours. Relatives, and I'm wondering, you know, where are them drums going? Gentlemen, medicine, men. I know I hear drums, but where are they? If you're out there, if one of your drums is out there, let us know at Intertribal Radio. Because isn't that the proper thing? to do is to receive these babies of ours that mother, grandmother has been holding in her 
her arms and her embrace, right? But we have a responsibility to First Nation relatives, and that is the receiving of our own. Gentlemen, medicine men, get them drums going. Give our babies, right? Give our little warriors a proper reception because they're coming home. And like we stated back then, that we wasn't going to stop until every single one of them came home. We meant that. And Pilamia ancestors, those ancestors that pushed those babies up, right? Who are we? We, we those living ancestors, right? Right, relatives? Because right is right and wrong is wrong, right? It's in you. It's in all of us. Well, most of us. First Nation. But it's in us. That, that, that. You know when it's right and you know when it's wrong. Just like them evil. They knew. <laughs> Get those drums going. Give our babies the proper reception they deserve. And you know, relatives, you know they believed that the, this day would never come, didn't they? We knew it, though. We prayed for this, right? We live what we pray for. You know, the residential schools here in the States were what influenced the Canadian schools. Just like the way Andrew Jackson influenced Hitler, the genocide of our indigenous First Nation people. The term genocide, made from the ancient Greek word genos, which means race, nation, or tribe. And the Latin meaning killing or annihilation was first coined by Raphael Lemkin, Polish Jewish legal scholar, in his 1944 book, Axis Rule. 
in occupied Europe. It originally means the destruction of a nation or an ethnic group. 1946, United Nations General Assembly affirmed genocide as a crime under international law in Resolution 96, which stated that genocide is a denial of the right of existence of an entire human groups, as homicide is the denial of the right to live of individual human beings, such as denial to the right of existence, shocks the conscience of mankind and is contrary to moral law and the spirit and aims of the United States. December 9, 1948, the UN General Assembly adopted Resolution 268 or the Convention, Convention on the Prevention and Punishment of the Crime of Genocide, which entered into force on January 12, 1951. The resolution noted that at all periods of history, genocide right, which conviction on the prevention and punishment of the crime of genocide, which entered into force on January 12, 1951, the resolution noted that all at all periods of history, history, genocide has inflicted great losses on humanity. Article 2 of the Convention clearly defines genocide as any of the following acts committed with intent to destroy in whole or in part a national, ethnical, racial, or religious group as such. A- Killing members of the group. B. Causing serious bodily or mentally harm to members of the group. C. Deliberately inflicting on the group conditions of life calculated to bring about its physical destruction in whole or in part. D. Imposing measures intended to prevent births within the group. Forcibly transferring children of groups to another group. The United States ratified the conviction in 1988. Genocide is also clearly defined in U.S. domestic law. The United States Code in Section 1091 of Title 18 defines genocide as a violent attack with the specific intent to destroy in whole or in part a national, ethnic, racial, or religious group, a definition similar to the Convention on the Prevention and Punishment of the Crime of Genocide. So, according to historical records, media reports 
since the founding of the United States. Since the founding of it, okay? So we're talking them founding fathers, right? Patriots. Patriots are often referring to the founding motherfucking fathers. The United States has systematically deprived Indians of their rights to life and basic political, economic, and cultural rights through killings, displacements, and forced assimilation in an attempt to physically and culturally eradicate this group even today. Right? We still face this existential crisis. And then we got the American magazine foreign policy committed commented, excuse me. The profound sin of genocide is a historical stain that the United States can never clear. And the painful tragedy of Indians is a historical lesson that should never be forgotten. Oh, so on July 4, 76, the United States of America was founded with the Declaration of Independence. It's openly stated that he, the British king, has excited domestic insurrections amongst us and has endeavored to bring on the inhabitants of our frontiers the merciless Indian savages and slandered Native Americans as the merciless Indian savages. The U.S. government and leaders treated Native Americans with a belief in white superiority and supremacy set out to annihilate the Indians and attempted to eradicate the race through cultural genocide. Oh, so we got the American War of Independence. We've got the Second War of Independence, the Civil War. Right? These same founding fathers and leaders eager to transform its plantation economy as an adjunct to European colonialism and to expand their territories coveted the vast Indian lands and launched thousands of attacks on Indian tribes slaughtering Indian chiefs, soldiers, and even civilians and taking Indian lands for themselves. 1862, the United States enacted the Homestead Act, which provided that every American citizen above the age of 21 
but a mere registration fee of 10 U.S. dollars could acquire no more than 160 acres of land in the West. Lured by the land, the white people swarmed into the Indian areas and started a massacre that resulted in the death of tens of thousands of Indians. And at that time, they openly claimed that the skin of Indians could be peeled off to make tall boots. The Indians must be annihilated or driven to places that no one would go. The Indians had to be wiped out swiftly and that only dead Indians are good Indians. Many of their soldiers saw the slaughtering of First Nation as natural, even an honor, and would not rest until they were all killed. Oh, we've got bloody massacres, atrocities. Since the day colonists set Foot here on Turtle Island, they have systematically and overextensively hunted American bison, cutting off the source of food and basic livelihood. Which, of course, led to starvation for many of our relatives, right? So statistics say that since the independence in 1776, the U.S. government has launched over 1,500 attacks on indigenous tribes, slaughtering them, taking their lands, and committing countless crimes. In eighteen fourteen, the U.S. government decreed that it would award fifty to hundred dollars for each Indian skull surrendered. Who the fuck is savage then? Or how about what? How about the gold rush? How about the California gold rush? In the state of California, in the 1850s and 60s, an Indian skull or scalp was worth $5, while the average daily wage was 25 cents. So from So during that time, we're talking about 1811 with Tecumseh, right? Battle of uh, Canoe, which burned. The, the native capital of Prophet Town and committed brutal massacres. 
about 1813 to 1814 when they launched the Creek War against, oh, or, you know, the Battle of Horseshoe Bend. Right? How many Creek warriors do we lose? What about Sand Creek in southern Colorado, November 29, 1864? What about December 29th, 1890, near Wounded Knee Creek? That massacre, right? Where 20 U.S. soldiers were awarded the Medal of Honor. Or what about 1930 when they started sterilizing our indigenous women through the Indian Health Services Program? Most of those cases... The sterilization was performed without the woman's knowledge. 1970s. 42% of indigenous women of childbearing age were sterilized. So we're talking over 70,000. Right? I can go on. Should I mean, you know, we don't need to be reminded, but who does need to be reminded is <laughs> those very leaders, those very founding fathers and all there ain't no, and to anyone who says we need to get over it, I don't think so. You send your kids to school and they never came home? Did indigenous people walk up into your homes and take anything from you? Your babies? Your women, kill your men, but your mothers and your fathers. Did did we walk up into your shit? I don't think so. You know what we did? Instead, we greeted you with a heart. And what we should have did is greeted you like the warriors we were and still are to this day. Because we're more than survivors, I can tell you that. I can tell you that we are some. We are someone. We are the very threat to your existence.
let me repeat myself. We are a threat to colonizers, to your existence. And you know it. And we know it too. We haven't forgotten. Change is here, colonizers. It's here. And I suggest that you choose wisely. Your own president said that uh, by 2044, that's not far from now. It's what? Another 20 years? Out to be another 20 years? The white. White race, white, will be extinct, will be wiped out. So if you're wondering why we get so invested with business that don't belong to us, it's for that reason. You do know. You do know why they let, or why we are sister cities to these other countries, right? You do know that when they they come in, come through the borders, right? You do know that they are all given the same date of birth, and they're all given <laughs> the race of white. Doesn't matter if you came from Africa, Somalia. Doesn't matter where the fuck you came from. According to your your citizenship or your new place of residency, you know, your new status. Y'all have the same birthdays, and you're all given white for a race. Change is here. Choose wisely. Because the only savage was y'all motherfuckers, was all of you. You heard what I said relative, you heard the price for a scalp or one of our skulls, the going rate. The tribunal Court, which was just held, found the United States guilty of genocide on indigenous
They've been found guilty time and time again. Just remember, he tried. He tried to take us out. But yet we remain. We know your fear ta tactics by now, don't you think? We know. Here, that you're allowing us now to go get our babies when we've known they've been there the whole time. And you know, we know it's you burning down these schools, burning down the evidence. Your back's up against the wall. We remember. How about it's time you remember? How about it's time you take accountability because isn't that what you always have us as your citizens or less confined but the confined right always monitoring our every move that only lets us That only lets us know what, what a threat we really are to you. We remain. My name is Andrew Windyboy. I'm a Chippewa Cree. I did two boarding schools, one in Wapton Indian School in Wapton, North Dakota, and the other one is Flandreau Indian School in Flandreau, South Dakota. Mid-60s to early 70s took me to the boarding school where I wasn't allowed to talk my native tongue or practice my native ways. Numerous times they'd put on this big old white, big huge white cone, put on there and says, dance. I didn't know what it meant. I didn't know English. They put it on me, make me wear it all over. Kids would laugh at me. They took me away from all of that and punished me for talking that.
was my first language. I didn't know any, any other language. So whenever I talk, I, it came out. Cree would come out, and whenever I talk, I, I get hit. I got hit so much I, I, I lost my tongue. I lost my native tongue. The only thing I remember was my Indian name. Which is Xenukihu, means old man eagle. That's the only Cree I knew. They beat me. Every day, they beat me. They cut off my hair. They made me kneel in front of her. the door where everybody come in. Everybody make fun of me when they come by me. Rub my head and laugh at me because I was talking. They caught me talking. I hope someday somebody will hear, hear me. I hope nobody has to go through this. We have to have our own language. Because what we do, when we talk to our spirits, they don't understand English. They look at you, you, you be talking the English. What are you saying? Nobody's saying that in Cree. Like now you didn't know what I just said. That was a hard time in my life. I'll always remember it. For that white man, it's a terrible shame for, for him to be treating people like this. Because we are a people. We just need to be accepted.
you off the Jack D and Hennessy, not me. You want the Zans, the Uppers, the Ams, well, not me. You want to be a little punk copy, well, not me. You can get shopped up and shot talking what you not be, not missing what you not see. Cancel me, but you do not see. Tell me, do you copy? Copy over, over, hold on. My people hold on, my people so strong, my people shine bright like a gold star. My people talk to creator who don't scar. We gon' run the industry later, just hold on, hold strong. My people hold on, my people so strong, my people shine bright just like a gold star. My people talk to creator who don't scar. We gon' run the industry later, just hold on, hold strong. You off the Jack D and Hennessy? Well, not me. I'm on chai tea and vitamin D. It's vital life to me. In with the strong and out with the weak. Cut out the pork and bacon. Stick to the green, the lean meat. Start talking about the beef. Start being about it or walk up to the beat as in uplifting the kings. Understanding the streets, teaching the game. Cause without it, you'll never find your wings. Chasing thighs in the breast. Rise with the best and leave the club with a nine at best. I admit, I ain't even trying to finesse. That's why my advice hits the best. No difference between my tribe and your quest. The soul power I possess. I'm not even trying to be best. My people hold on. My people so strong. My people are the best. Shine bright like a gold star. My people talk to creator. Who else knows God? We go run the industry later. Hold on, hold strong, my people hold on, my people so strong, my people shine bright, just like a gold star, my people talk to creator, who knows God, we gon' run the industry later, just hold on, hold strong. You off the Jack D and the C, not me. You off the Zans, the Uppers, the Amps, not me. You wanna be a little punk cop, people, not me. You can get shopped up and shot, talking what you not be, missing what you not see. Cancel me, but you the fucking Nazi. Tell me, do you copy? Over, over, hold on. Oh, that's all.
trigger many of my relatives it's gonna trigger me you know I was always threatened with flandreau as a state ward as a foster child down to our children the many dangers of being indigenous and all I want to do relatives is remind you of your beauty of your resilience your strength your courage you of your inherited powers as the male and the feminine indigenous people remember to remember relatives Remember your traditions, remember your languages, remember our practices, remember the drum. Most of all, remember the love we have for one another. Pick them spirits up, relatives. Pick them up and love yourselves, First Nation. Pilamia relatives What's a wolf to a bear? You a sheep. 
not a wolf. That's all I know. Macho Clan. Salmon is talented, talentish, feeding the famished, organic, no contaminants, abstract alchemist, catalytic catalyst, falcon animate, thunderbird fabulous, ill phantom shit, bandit immaculance, crafting the magic.